everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. Alright people, welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod. I'm your host, Troy Dog Verb, the CEO of Vermoto.com and Editor-in-Chief. Yes, I took over the CEO role again from Bird Dog, so take that. On this week's episode, I have mini-majors Aaron Cook. He's the man in charge of that series, and they have some pretty exciting stuff going on and a race on uh, President's Day weekend, February 16th through 18th, coming up at Glen Helen. They just partnered with the AMA. They got number one plates. They got uh, championships now, and if you and your little Grom want to go check it out, well, do it. It's coming up. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the Yamaha Edit Contest. And this is a way for you to get started. Did you submit your submission yet? Did you even download the footage? Well, if you go to verbmeadow.com, at the top of the tab, there's an Edit Contest tab. You go click on that, follow the directions. It's very important you follow the directions because we're going to judge it. And if you didn't follow directions, sorry, dude. Maybe you're disqualified. I don't know. I'm not a judge. But the 2024 Vermoto Edit Contest is presented by Yamaha. It's featuring world-class Vermoto footage of Yamaha's elite athletes. And here lies an opportunity to harness a new creative paradigm, giving anyone and everyone, beginner to professional, the chance to see what it takes to be at the highest level of video production. Download the footage, submit your submission, and uh, we got some great prizes coming our way for that. So we're going to announce this soon. And uh, we have frequently asked questions out there and everything you need to know, all the rules. So click on that link and check it out. There's people that we work with daily that have done well in this contest. And there's people all over the industry that need editors. So click that link. All right, as promised, Aaron Cook is coming up. And uh, enjoy learning about the mini major. All right, joining me today on the Squad Pod is the man behind the mini major events, now known as the Mini Monsters. It's Aaron Cook. What's going on, Aaron? Good, good, man. Just uh, getting prepared. We're like little, well, I'll be on site a week, less than a week from now, so it's getting hectic. Just getting all the final details worked out. So basically, your events are for primarily for mini cycle riders. Um, it's kind of a different thing. I'm an East Coast guy, so I've never been. So why don't you paint a picture of what your events are like? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I used to work with Transville Motocross that had been around for a long time on a Southern California series. And the creators of that at one point said, hey, let's do a youth-only mini race. And at first, they kind of got scoffed at and laughed about because they're like, oh, you're going to pass up all the money. You know, it was all about the money. You got to get as many entries as you can. But we had a lot of kids. We thought it was a good opportunity to focus on the kids. And now we're on our ninth annual event. And so, yeah, it's all youth classes. We did add some stuff this year that got some kids uh, opportunity to come back. Previously, it's just been super mini and below classes. But now we're doing a Bill's Pipes 125 open. And we're doing schoolboy classes up to 250 four-stroke. So uh, it's, it's a chance for the kids to really stand out. And we bring some some media and some attention to their, uh, their skill levels and their bike sizes. Right. And your next, like you said, you, you got to head out to, um, your, your next events, February 16th 
through the 18th. Yep. And that's the uh, a big event for you because it's the first time you've had a uh, AMA number one plate. Is that right? That's wrong. Yeah, we've no, we've expanded this year. We just got that. Um, we, we've looked in the past at trying to partner with the AMA on this type of event, and it didn't align. But this year, having conversations with Burkeen and AMA people, it just all really fell into place nicely. And so we are currently uh, going into our first year in this ninth annual event of having an AMA featured event at Glen Helen. And it's one of the biggest just because it's kind of our home base. You know, a lot of the riders out here know us and what we do and know what to expect with a good run race. So uh, it's, it's super exciting that we now partnered with AMA and there's uh, over 30 AMA plates we're going to hand out. And then uh, as far as the rest of the year is concerned, you got quite a few here going to Monster Mountain and then Lincoln Trail as well. Uh, what other uh, events are on the docket? Uh, yeah, those are coming up uh, later in the year. Uh, we do, you know, Monster Mountain has been a facility we've been at multiple years now. We call that kind of our East Coast mini major. That's going down September 6th through the 8th. Uh, great people out there. Keith and his whole crew are just amazing. The track's super fun and unique, and uh, we really enjoy going out there every year. I mean, our kids out here in California say it's their favorite track to go to. But uh, mm -hmm. then we hit up Lincoln Trail. That's going to be our championship round this year, October 11th through 13th. And, um, you know, really impressed. We had our first year there last year with Drew and his side of the the race run and uh, man, it just, everything went super smooth. They've got great infrastructure. They run their own awesome series out there. So they get it. And, um, that's sort of the mini monsters calendar for the year. So you've been at this quite a while. It's your ninth year. Like you said, you have a, um, pretty seamless schedule. I'm sure for the race weekend. Um, if you're coming to a mini monsters event, what can you expect from, uh, the first day of coming in to when you leave, yeah, it's uh, it's seamless because it's like nonstop <laughs> from sunup to past sundown. We got something going on at the Mini Monsters for sure. Um, you know, every day we've got events going on the track. We've got events going on off the track. So like pull-in day is Thursday, right? People arrive, they get their camping spot, they get settled. We're going to do uh, Thursday night, we're going to do a little welcome party. Um, we kind of nicknamed it just a fun name of the Glizzy Hill Climb because we're going to give out free hot dogs, chips, and a drink to the first 150 people that come through. And uh, Baja Designs is a off-road lighting company that's sponsoring it, so they're going to light up the hill over at the Arroyo Track, or used to be known as the REM Track. You've probably heard of that even on the west or east coast. Yes. Um, one of the steepest hills on site. So we're going to have a little fun hill climb under the lights, and uh, that'll just sort of kick off the welcome day. Friday's all-day practice for our racers. Friday night, we're going to do uh, the father-son race, which has become super popular and fun. Um, then we're going to do a new event called Mama Palooza. we got a winery, local winery here in the area called Moto Dofo. They're going to sponsor the Mama Palooza, and uh, that's going to be a little chaotic. I I'm excited to see how it comes out, but mom's going to ride on the back of the kid's bike. It's kind of a slow race method, but uh, when they complete a couple of laps it'll be the mom with the most wine left in her glass that uh, is a winner we got some cool trophies and awards for that as well as the father son and then saturday kicks off our first motos saturday night we're doing pit bike races state stacy grom cross 
Um, that's going to go well into the evening as well on the uh, stadium cross track. And then Sunday we'll be handing out championship trophies. So uh, seamless. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it sound easy, but saying it all out loud, I'm like, deep breath, deep breath. Yeah, you got, go. you got a lot on your plate. Um, so, yeah, as far as the, the Glen Helen track, there's obviously a lot of land at Glen Helen. Uh, you get to personally help design the track every year, don't you? Yeah, they take a little bit of input and requests from us. Um, you know, we try to lay out a track that'll challenge the riders, kind of give them an opportunity to go to the top of Mount St. Helens, um, you know, create a lap time that's going to be good and consistent because this race, you know, riders really get more laps than any other race they'll probably go to all year. Uh, without big bike classes, there's just scheduled time that riders can do three and four classes. Uh, some kids do even more than that if they've got a multiple bikes, like if they're still split between a 50 and a 65 or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, we're, we're stoked to add our input to the layout. I mean, Glen Helen is a world-famous facility for the hills, and we're going to use them all. We're going to send some 50 kids up the big hills, and we've done it before, and it worked out great. So it's, it was actually kind of surprising because the 50 kids can handle the big hill a little bit easier than the 65 kids at times. Yeah, I guess so with the clutch and stuff like that, they have to worry about. Uh, yeah, you uh, get the kids yanking on the clutch and they start losing momentum. But the 50, all you got to do is just hold her pinned and go for it. Pretty much, so. yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> and I see you've added uh, five five more classes for, for older kids to potentially come back and, and race this year. We've got four new classes four. this year. So it's two 125 classes and then the two schoolboy classes. Um, you know, if you got a 125 and you're just off a super mini, you're going to be able to race the 125 and the schoolboy classes. If you're just a 250 kid and you're a youth rider, you know, you got two schoolboy classes there to, uh, to ride and race and compete for that, that championship. That's cool. And, and like he's, uh, I think I've done some research on it. So you got, when it comes to electric motorcycles, you were kind of ahead of the curve back in the day when this thing started, weren't you? Uh, well, we were really lucky to partner with KTM and Husqvarna. Um, we partnered with Stasic even from earlier days than that. And so we've seen this progression of these kids on Stasics that are getting the throttle therapy and getting <laughs> getting used to twists and throttles sooner than ever. I mean, two years old, uh, it's pretty amazing to see them get out there and, and do that. Um, you know, I didn't even get on two wheels till I was five and that didn't have a throttle that was pedal power so uh <laughs> right. now kids are graduating to those uh ktm e5s and the e50 class is uh the electric challenge that's sponsored by ktm and husqvarna and uh you know kids are now bringing out all their e-bikes and shredding laps and i think in the next few years we'll probably see some 65 versions and some 85 versions and uh it's just i think it's an area that's going to continue to grow one of the things that's cool about your event is you can have you can sign up for as many classes as you want if you're a mini rider i mean if it's if you have the bikes obviously and you're the age appropriate uh you know kid you can potentially sign up for i don't know five or six classes on race weekend <laughs> yeah it makes building a race schedule awesome yeah right <laughs> it's, it gets a little hectic at times i mean we've had some that just try to sign up for so many we're like hey guys come on you know <laughs> if you want to race back to back a lot of times sure go for it but if uh if you're not gonna do that then you know it's it gets a little difficult but for us the race schedule opening up a little bit with those 125 and 250 classes it actually helps us 
uh, in doing that. So that was another motivating factor because, yeah, kids get a lot of laps at this race. With the AMA uh, coming on board for, you know, the, the next race of February 16th and 18th at Glen Helen, it's, uh, you know, number one plates are handed out. And is, is there more work for you on that end or is it kind of going to be the same old, same old with uh, what you're used to? Uh, I mean, it's been a little adjustment on the back end. I think for the racers, it'll be pretty much business as usual. Um, you know, for us with the charter application and the paperwork and adapting our class structure a little bit, you know, Amy was super helpful in, in us keeping our beginner classes and our novice classes. And, you know, we didn't want to give that up when we decided to partner with AMA because that's a huge part of what Mini Monsters is, is it's this big kind of big feeling event with the classes for the kids that maybe aren't reaching that national status yet. So we're trying to feed the industry. We're trying to keep kids involved and give them a, a platform so that they can excel at their skill level and hopefully stick with it long enough to where maybe they're battling at some of the biggest nationals of the year. That's a good point. And, and then talk about the riders who have come through your gates through the years that, that have grown into the, you know, the pro ranks today. Well, being in Southern California, there's been a lot of kids from this area that uh, came through many majors. I mean, not like it was a change in their career, but it's more of an honor for us to, to say that they raced with us. You know, Talon Hawkins, he got the last cover for Trans World Motocross magazine that, that was able to uh, give a mini major winner the cover. So that was a real special moment for him. Guys like Ryder D, Deegans have come through, um, Jet. Reynolds has come through. Uh, there's been a lot, a lot of kids that have just uh, kind of made the mini majors or mini monsters a stop on their calendar because it's such a good opportunity for them to stand out. So even if you're a top level rider and it's just about the kids, you're not going to get lost in the story of all the big bike classes. It's all about them. It's all about the youth. And that's awesome. That's what I like best about because it it's it's something unique and something you don't. I think it stands on its own, really. There, I don't think there's anything like this out there, at least in the United States. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I can't say we created it by any means, but I know that there's other big mini-labeled races that have big bike classes and vet classes, and we're sticking to our guns and just making it a youth-only event. That's cool. That's cool. And then for this year, you have more sponsors coming on board with uh, with the growth? Yeah, for sure. Seven's been a huge partner. I mean, I think they've been with us for eight of the nine years. Uh, Seven has just adopted this youth market, and that's a huge part of what they do. And they've seen awesome growth in their market share. So year after year, they're stepping right up to the plate. And they help us out a lot with the design and the look of the event as well. So more than just sponsorship and cash, it's it's really they're, they're integrated into the event. Um, you know, guys like custom outfits that build your custom moto vans, the Walters Mercedes guys that sell the moto vans. I mean, we're trying to connect the dots for every moto family out there. But uh, something unique this year that we did was we really wanted to push a huge vendor village and we wanted to get as many brands on site as possible. So now we're pushing over 20 different vendors and rider support groups and vehicles. And, uh, you know, we kind of broke down the barrier of what it should cost and what it would take to get them there. So um, we're going to make it a party. It's going to be big. You know, we've got uh, uh, just to run down the list. I'm looking at it real quick. It's Baja Designs, which is cool because they're not typically an endemic moto company. Uh, Havoc Eyewear, Shreddy, Fox Racing, Fast House, 6D, 
EMT, BC goggles, uh, Bill's pipes, uh, Good Times crew, Action, uh, let's see, yeah, ASV, Bob's coolers, Bill's pipes, Clover Hill, Stony socks, Troy Lee designs, uh, and we're getting more still. So <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be a lot of a lot of brands out there supporting the riders. Hey, when you have to travel east to uh, these, you know, like obviously going to Lincoln Trail and then Alabama. What what all do you have to take with you to make sure the event's the same as pretty much like California? Uh, we've been lucky enough to hire outside timing companies that do a lot of the big races on the East Coast throughout the year. And they've been super helpful in just making that consistent and high quality. And I mean, as I have two kids that ride and race, you know, probably one of the most important things when you're there on race day is just having a clean, smooth running program. So you're not stressed out about missing classes or changes and just squirrely stuff that happens with different promoters so we're locked in on that side and then i usually bring a few of my staff that really understood our class schedules and help us build the race schedule and just talk to all the riders that are in those areas like alabama and illinois and try to make them feel welcome and and understand kind of how our program works because it is a little bit of a shocker when we go east yeah i'd assume so i mean obviously that's that's far to go and then you have to you know, make sure the event runs flawlessly. So um, it's pretty it's crazy how different things are. Like for one particular example, we don't charge for practice at the mini monsters because we just include it in the race entry fee, but we give great second class discounts, third class discounts. It goes on and on, but we've always had a, a free practice day or an included practice day. And uh, nobody understood that <laughs> when we went back East. So they're like, well, why are we paying for parking? But they weren't paying for practice, and it's just it's it's every track you go to is a little bit different. That's true, man. This it's just kind of a cool event. I I got a three and five rule that would probably probably would love to hit this up in a in the future here. But um, man, it's kind of just a, a different feel, a different vibe. Obviously, you don't have to wait for the A class or the C classes, you know, the B classes, and it's just it's just focused on little rippers, and I think that's the coolest part. I think for the kids that do it, you know, like when you go to the big nationals where there's a lot on the line and the sponsors are super hyper-focused on your results, it's a lot of high pressure. You know, I mean, I did Loretta's this year, I actually raced it and uh, watching the 60 and 50 practice dads, I swear there's a few, <laughs> a few hearts on the rev limiter, you know, it's intense. It's, it's a big moment. Um, but I think all the kids that come out to this event, they really just, uh, they get more laps than usual. They get to hang out with their buddies. They get to see people from all over come together. And um, it just doesn't have that high-pressure vibe. It's more of a, hey, we're going to get tons of laps, and it's all about us. So we, we're really appreciative that the people who participate in the events are helping keep that vibe alive. It is fun, too, because you get to see the same kids come through every year. You get to watch them grow up and progress and just honestly just have fun at the end of the day and that's what makes the sport so cool for sure yeah we're trying to build some some good memories and bench racing and give those kids that are in the beginner novice classes you know something to look forward to and, and grow in their sport how many riders do you see on a given race weekend um you know sign up wise we probably in the last couple of years we've been bouncing through 800 to a thousand signups and i'm not one of those promoters that Oh yeah, we got two thousand signups this weekend because there's a bunch of those out there. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, we we have great numbers for just a youth only event, 
And like I said, we're committed to keeping that culture and keeping, uh, keeping it all about the kids. So it's COVID was a wild time. You know, we saw a lot of big numbers during COVID because of the traditional sports being canceled and outdoors. And we saw a lot of new people get into the sport. I mean, for me, it's kind of interesting because I grew up around the sport. It's always been in my household, but we've got parents of kids that are racing at a pretty high level. And those parents never did motocross. So it's, uh, it's interesting to kind of see them jump into the sport, learn how it's different and how they adapt. And, you know, it's, uh, it's always a challenge when you get to a track and there's some crazy mini dad that doesn't get, Hey, I can't be on the track. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, and, but they haven't been involved in motorsports. You know, they came from baseball or football, which still blows me away because if there's a chalk line on the ground at a sports field, they don't cross it. <laughs> but that is true. If it's a motocross track with a 50 rider out there, you, you got to tackle them to stop them from getting out there. So yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's cool to have new blood in the industry. Yeah, they're all over the place out there. You just got to keep like your, hand, your eyes on them. You never know what they're going to do. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> some crazy stories from our local race series, but, uh, we do everything we can to avoid the, the bad stuff. Yeah. So you're almost a decade into this and you're no, you're not new by any means, but do you have an ultimate goal to your series? Like, do you see, like, if you look back, um, say we're 10 years down the line and you look back, what are you going to be satisfied with as far as an ultimate goal? Uh, I mean, on the, the small end of things, just that we're still here, still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you yeah. just never know. Every year you try to reinvent yourself a little and, and grow a little. And I think we hit a huge milestone this year by bringing in the AMA sanction portion. Um, you know, how much can it grow after this? I, I, I'm optimistic. You know, I think what would really mean a lot to me, which is just kind of an internal thing, is you see these youth contracts get written for these young athletes and there's a certain number of events that they're like, Hey, you got to go to this one. Um, so if many monsters gets added to those where it's like, Hey, yeah, we're going to orange brigade. You guys, you got to show up. This is many monsters. You got to hit one of these. You know, I think that would be something that I would take a lot of pride in. That's a good goal to have. Cause yeah, you're right. Like they have to do a certain amount and yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, it's so crazy the way it works nowadays. I mean, growing up, you'd race every weekend as much as you could. And now it's like kids are top level or focused on maybe six to eight events a year. That's it. So it's uh, it's interesting how the industry has grown like that, but uh, that's where we're at. I know. I remember going to local races as a kid and seeing like the top, like we had like Justin Weeks show up at like the, you know, smallest track ever. And it was like the coolest thing. And and uh, yeah, you don't see it anymore. So, and then uh, it's funny we had Muskin. Marvin Muskin came and raced the race with our local series not too long ago. Um, Amsel is a big partner of our local race series. The Lawrence brothers, when they first came over, they raced the local race with us. But uh, it's not a consistent thing for sure. And especially, it seems like with the youth riders, more and more they're they're spending a lot of time with trainers and at practice tracks and facilities, and not really taking as many gate drops as they used to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe one day it'll come back to it. Maybe they'll see that they need more, more race craft or something and more time on, <laughs> on racing, but I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty different setup than when we were growing up. Yeah. I think Eli was like one of the last guys that I remember that was just 
constantly racing before he went pro, you know? Yeah. That was kind of when it changed over, it seemed. So speaking of growing up, you've been in the industry pretty much your whole life. Um, your father was involved. He worked at Kawasaki when you were growing up. Uh, kind of go into your backstory a little bit and what you've done and accomplished in the sport. Yeah, my dad worked for Kawasaki in the R&D department. And um, we were in transition moving from Southern California to Northern California at one point. We had some pretty funny stories around the hallways of their old office in Irvine using the showers and the gym and all kinds of stuff. So I think there's some uh, some people that still work at Kawasaki that remember those days. I was running up and down the hallways selling candy bars for my school fundraisers. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. grew up around it. You know, it was like during the summertime, I went with my dad to Team Green events, and I actually went to Loretta's back in like 83, I think it was, and I uh, was just there with a BMX bike, and witnessing all the craziness and uh, and my parents kind of pushed my brother and I into BMX because they thought with all the injuries my dad had they didn't want to see us go through those injuries but um, when my brother became a freestyle rider and I was kind of focused on racing and he's doing stunts jumping onto hovering helicopters they're like maybe motocross was fine (laughs) but uh, he took it to the next level you know he went to he went one x games for bmx dirt jumping he's got medals and gravity games and x games and he really killed it on that side and uh, i've always just kind of been the worker bee you know the older brother always seems to be the the more worker and the younger brother is the talent because I'll be honest, I, you know, I was beating up on him in the backyard, making him do tricks for me when he was three. <laughs> you were, yeah, essentially you were the reason he became the champion today, right? Well, I won't take all the credit, <laughs> but I definitely pushed him yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a regular basis as a big brother, you know. But uh, yeah, I used to work for Specialized Bicycles. We'd do BMX freestyle shows all over the U.S. We'd chase the Supercross circuit and do those in the pits. Um, had a lot of different random jobs. I mean, from working on a fishing boat in Alaska to a wedding DJ, <laughs> mm. announcing X Games. Uh, but in the industry-wise, you know, I've always uh, been around event-wise. I've always been, whether it's hosting video premieres for Fox Racing way back in the day or running the tour for Specialized and Bicycles and got into race promoting. Um, gosh, it would have been back in the trans world days and they picked me up because I was working and running milestone in Paris and they needed some help rebuilding their series as it was kind of falling off. And so like, they hired me on to help manage it and bring it back. And, uh, that's where, when trans world went away, um, my former partner and I were just like, Hey, this is too big to let it just drop and fail. And, it was cool. A lot of people came out of the woodworks and were like, Hey, if it's money, if it's money, you know, and we're like, no, it's not money. It's just, <laughs> we got to get the new, new corporation and new vehicles and new, new stuff set up. So we had a couple months off when trans world went away, but we've been running strong ever since 2019. And, uh, just keeping the ball rolling. You know, it's funny because people see how many people show up to a race and they're just like, Oh my God, this race is killing it. <laughs> Um, yeah. but they definitely don't see the, the early mornings and the late nights and the fact that I've got two other jobs and, you know, this is just like, uh, it, it's a passion and it's a hobby. It pays me a little bit of money, but it's definitely not the end all be all. It, uh, it's not cheap living in California for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's interesting you say that, like 
your passion obviously is there for this. Um, and it just kind of, when you, when you talked about it, it didn't really seem like it was like a, Oh, I, I want to be a race promoter. Like when I grow up. So it just kind of fell in your lap, but here it's like, Hey, it's successful and I'm good at it. And I, I enjoy it so much. And you made it into, you know, part of your income. And I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a lot of attention for detail and having kids that race and being around the industry as long as I've been. And I mean, when I was working with GoPro, we went to every track in the U S for supercross and motocross. So I got to see how they operate, do things and just kind of picked up on different things that I liked and want to implement. And I think that's what uh, provides a good event for these racers is just a lot of, a lot of experience over the years and the desire to, bury myself into uh, making a good event what's the secret to a smooth race weekend that you found one of them oh, man. when people like outside of the industry ask me what it's like i'd say it's like being in a car crash that lasts all day long that's what it's like to run a race um the secret for a good race is is everybody's driving out that driveway with a smile on their face and some good stories um you know it's it's incredible to me that the stories I hear about, I mean, there was a big race not too long ago and they're like, yeah, they changed the schedule three times. Like what, how do you change the schedule during a race day? Um, so we really try to just stick to our plan and, and run through the event smoothly and give something that people can consistently depend on and plan on and rely on. And I mean, all of our trophies get handed out the day of the event. We're not like, oh, see you in three months. We're going to have this award ceremony, you know. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have staff working with me that have actually been doing this for 20-plus years, too. So I'd uh, I'd be ignorant not to thank them because they, they definitely help make the day go smooth as well. But uh, a great staff and a good experience for all the racers and the families. That's cool. Yeah. It, what, what was the uh... – the purse behind the uh, new name change, the mini monsters. I mean, I agree because I have two young kids of my own, but uh, what went into that decision? Well, as, as part of the partnership with AMA, it was the mini major was a, a conflicting name because of the majors. And, you know, we kind of started that name about the same time they did. So it was a, a compromise in order to bring on this new level of racing okay. for the ra- event. And we had a character that was drawn by this artist, uh, VG. Mm-hmm. Um, he created that monster character for us not too long ago, and it just made sense, and it went through. So we, we talked with Seven, we talked with some other partners, and landed on the mini monsters. I like it. Yeah, it makes sense, too, because kids are uh, they're monsters, in my opinion. <laughs> they, uh, they don't stop. <laughs> and, yeah. They're, they're going to have a lot of fun next weekend. It's going to be a good one. It's it's kind of a cool deal because, you, like you said, you worked at Transworld. They picked you up. Um, did they just hire you on for, for race promotion, or did you do other work with them, or what, what was that like? My focus was on the race series, okay. yeah, helping out with sponsorship, helping out with the, the race. You know, I, funny, I launched their race series Facebook page. It was that long ago. But uh, built their social media, built their website with the results and the free photographs. I mean, stuff was over two years old when I got in there and uh, just brought everything current, brought all the racing numbers back. And I think the biggest thing people look for is just a dependable event. When they decide they're going to spend their money and go somewhere to the race, they want to know what they're getting before they load the truck. And hopefully they know with our event series that uh, they're always going to get a good race. Nice. I like to hear that. 
What's next for you? What do you got coming up this next couple of weeks besides the, the race, of course, like to get ready? Yeah, I'm just moving into Glen Helen pretty much. I mean, it's yeah. funny. My other job, I'm headed to Glendale Supercross this weekend. I'm going to go work with Stasic and help with some activation stuff down there. And then as soon as I get back, I'll be over at Glen Helen for the, the duration of the week and the whole event. and just getting everything set up and dialed for, uh, for everybody to start showing up on Thursday the 15th. Big race weekend. That's exciting for you. I'm, I'm really excited to see the AMA coming on board your, your series, and I think it's going to be great, man. This is cool. Yeah, it's an honor that they were willing to do that and, and work with us. And like I said, it's been great. Burkeen's going to come out. He's going to hand out the number one plates, and uh, we're, we're stoked. Can't wait to pull it off. Perfect. Where, where can we uh, check out the live timing or um, you know get uh, info from the race? Well, Swap is, uh, you know, the, the crew from Transworld that we started with, they uh, turned into Swap Moto Live, and yeah. they're our media partner throughout the race series throughout the year, and they come out and help us as well. They do a lot of sponsorship stuff for us, and they actually allow us to use the website. So it's SwapMotoRaceSeries.com can find all of the information about the event. There's actually a tab for Mini Monsters. On uh, social media, we just started a new page. It's Mini Monsters MX, and we're posting a ton of stuff there, a lot of updates, a lot of information about all these little events and after-race stuff that we're doing. So uh, if you keep an eye on the website and Instagram, you'll you'll get a ton of stuff there. And then uh, Verb's going to post a bunch of good stuff for us after the event, and they're with us throughout the uh, the whole series as well. So. Yes, we are. Pretty much got to be under a rock if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, if you don't it's know, yeah, you, if you don't know, it's a problem. It's out there. <laughs> yeah, we, we got you covered too. So it's uh, it's cool, man. You got a, you can register or race registration online too. That's that's cool. I mean, that's always needed. So yeah, just sign up, go to the race, get your mom out there on a bike, and your dad, <laughs> your dad out there, and it's just cool. A lot of fun little events and Grom uh, Cross as well. That's all. It's, it looks like a fun race weekend. Yep, there's something for everybody. We'll get them all involved. You know, I mean, I've been involved in two wheels my whole life, and one of the coolest events I ever went to was a mountain bike event in Whistler, and it was called Crankworks. And the coolest thing about that event, I felt, was that everybody participated. You know, like the mechanics, the team managers, the sponsors, everybody got on a bike that week. And we're trying to add in some of that. We got the moms and dads involved. We got all the kids involved, so... We're trying to get everybody on a bike. Sounds good. And when you're on a bike, it's it's all, it's all you need, man. So Heck yeah, good, good times. Good luck, man, on, on this uh, next race weekend, and then um, we'll catch up soon. Thanks for the call, buddy. Take care. Right. Uh, hopefully, we'll see a lot of people out there. Thanks for your time, man. All right. Thanks to Aaron Cook for coming on and telling us his story and how he got to where he is today. That man has done a lot in this industry, and it's it's cool to learn about it. I feel like we didn't even touch the surface of what he's done in life. And the fact that he was roaming the Kawasaki headquarters as a child, it's like, like, that's cool. Like, I, I don't know. I was just roaming my dad's restaurant, like to roam Kawasaki. Pretty cool, man. We might, uh, Bub Dog and Duke Dog might have a future in the sport because of guys like the mini monsters and Aaron Cook. We're going to have to check an event out and get some number one plates on our mantle. So, uh, we're a little young, maybe, three and five. I don't know if we'll make the trek this year, but maybe next. All right. Thanks to Bub Dog. Thanks to Duke Dog. Thanks to Bird Dog. Thanks to Chase Stallow. Thanks to Chili Dog. Thanks to Boots Dog. 
And as always, thanks to my lovely wife, Ginger Dog. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.